The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hi there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. We're going to start by talking, though, about the title race and reflecting really on what happened yesterday. When you look at it, Robbie, not yeah. often do actually do we see that big three all playing no. on a Saturday. So it kind of gives us a chance to really compare them. One yeah. was the early game, one was yeah. the middle and one was the end. They're all very different, Chelsea, yeah. City and Liverpool. How different? What makes them different? It's a good point. They are very different. Um, let's start with the top, Manchester City. For me, Rebecca, they're redefining football in the Premier League. The way they play, it's passed almost by... To death, pass by a thousand passes that eventually they're going to find a way. The opposition get drawn, they get probed, they get pulled. Eventually it's like your hands up in the air, just score, will you, and get this over. They're going to have more possession than, than the opposition. They're going to have more chances than the opposition. The question is, are they going to take them? We know there's no striker, it's a false nine. Let's go to Liverpool. Where you see with Liverpool, I think Jurgen Klopp once called it heavy metal football. Well, it looks like this season they've turned the decibels up. I mean, their intensity, their energy, their drive and their goals. 44 goals this season. And they've got the best goal scorer in the league in Mo Salah. 13 goals, 9 assists already. You, drop, you put Mane and Jota in there and Firmino when he comes back. And Origi, if you throw him on like yesterday, their goal threat and the way they play is always going to put teams on the back foot. And then Chelsea do it in a slightly different way. I think Chelsea are a bit more calculated, a bit more efficient. They control the opposition better than, than anybody else, where they've had less shots against them. They'd only conceded six goals up till yesterday, conceded three at the London Stadium. But just feel with, with Tuchel's team, 16 goal scorers already this season is kind of a good thing, but they need a main goal scorer and they need a bit of stability, maybe Lukaku, to be at the top of the pitch for them. Tim, if I put you in the shoes of, say, a new Premier League fan, maybe over here in the United States, making their first trip to the United Kingdom to watch a Premier League game and they had money for just the one ticket, would you advise them to do a Liverpool game, a Chelsea game or a City game and why? It would have to be Liverpool. The way they play, Robbie talked about it. I mean, look at the front players. They press you all over the pitch. They're ruthless and, and relentless in that press. You know, they, they're going to finish the season with three goal scorers that will have 15-plus goals. And, and if Firmino gets himself back fully fit, he'll have double digits as well. That's unheard of. I mean, it, for a Premier League team to have four strikers in that type of form is unheard of. But it's also due, due down to the fact that that's how Klopp sets his team up. It's high energy, high octane, on the front foot, in your face. So if you're going to pay good money, you want to see, you want to see good football, you want to be entertained, that's the team you have to see. City are interesting because they almost look bored. When they, when they get on the football pitch, it's so easy for them. They have six world-class players up the front of the park. Cancelo is a left back who comes into the middle of the pitch. He quarterbacks everything. And there's sometimes where you're just like, they almost look tired of being so dominant. So it's an interesting one for me. I, I think you have to go see Liverpool. Robbie talked about and used that phrase, redefining football, the mm. city of redefining football. Do you think actually all three of them have taken English football forward this season? Well, well without question, when you, go, when you go back and you look at Arsenal and, and Manchester United and, and even Chelsea at times, it was by the best players in the world because we have the most money and we're just going to power through you. We're going to run over the top. We're going to play forward, pass forward. This has been different. You have, you have three teams in the title race, three different managers who all see the game slightly differently. That's a breath of fresh air. 
Here's one problem if mm. you're a Liverpool fan, though. Yeah. Are you not a little concerned that come January, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane are mm. going to the African Nations Cup and yeah. could miss a significant number of games, Rob? For two reasons. One, because of Manchester City. They will lose Mahrez, but Man City, this time of year, if you look back to last season, Rebecca, tend to go on a run and could find themselves six, seven, eight points gap by the time those players come back. The second thing is, obviously, you're going to miss a lot of goals. Now, from Klopp's point of view, can he get Firmino fit? Can he get Origi on the pitch? And, and then with, with Jota... Maybe there's enough in, in, in those three. And the two games they definitely miss will be Brentford and Palace in the league. There's a possibility of, of Chelsea early in January, which I, I believe they'll be back for. But Leicester at home could be a difficult game if those players aren't back. Plus an FA Cup game as well. Does it worry you, Tim? Um, it worries me a little bit, but I do think Jota, Firmino and Origi as a front three can help them keep pace. I don't know if they can leapfrog them, but certainly keep pace during that time. OK, they've just got to hang on in there yeah. and uh, wait for the likes of Salah and Mane to be back and hope that their respective countries get knocked out as quickly as possible from the African Nations Cup. Pep, what's your assessment of your team and that performance today? Yeah, a tough month uh, we played and we finished this one and uh, yeah. A really good performance. Uh, we missed a lot of chances. Hopefully next time we will convert. Were you getting frustrated during the start of the game when you were getting so many chances? No, yeah, of course you were disappointed because the game should be over quicker. Uh, but we are in the, in, the, in the routine, I would say, or in the level that they are consistent the way we play. When that's happened, you can never be frustrated. So football, the most difficult thing is put the ball in the net, in the... In the last pass, the last action, that's a more difficult thing in football. And um, But the way we play was really good again. What did you like in particular about the way no, we everything, played today? Everything. We know that we should adapt for the long ball, second balls, long ball, second balls. Not let them run because in the counter-attack we saw the games against United and Chelsea and even Leicester that uh, they create a lot of chances running. They didn't run much. Um, and our game was, was really good and we found the players when we believe we could find them and and, and we score uh, three beautiful goals and we could score more. You said in the week, I think, that Bernardo Silva right now is the best player in the league in terms of his form. What is he adding to his game with the goals he's getting as well? No, I want to I say thank you because uh, uh, after what I said, he with the performance again he has done, he didn't make me wrong. So... Thank you. He did it well. So, yeah, you know, as a player, can play in many positions. So smart, so intuitive. And, and now he's scoring goals, winning games. So this is so important for us as well. You said you had lots of chances. Jack Grealish had four or five. When you took him off, you said something to him that seemed to make him laugh, seemed to make him smile. What did you say to Jack Grealish when you took him off? No, he said that, uh, no, I said that he enjoyed in this position, touching the ball. He said yes. He enjoyed playing in that position. That's good. The creative players, when playing in the middle, have... Uh, you know, more touch, more in, you know, contact with the ball is, is good. And uh, but still, is a little bit away from his best condition. He was, you know, ten days, fifteen days, or twenty days off. So he needs rhythm. But uh, yeah, his sixty minutes was good for him. Do you think that's a position you could use him more often? In that no, central role? it depends on his performance. If Phil can play there, in the five minutes he Phil played there was incredible. Would he play the same? Would play Bruch? That Phil has his special ability to play in this position. But uh, yeah, we have yeah, players can play in in, in different positions. Uh, Gabriel inside, outside. So important is everybody knows in the position he has to play. They must know. They know exactly what they have to do for the benefit for the team. Perhaps the only negative today was it looked like an injury to Gabriel Jesus. How bad is that injury? He carried on. Well, and you clearly weren't happy with it. Absolutely. Yeah. What happened in the last five minutes? He cannot play. He's out for the injury. You know? Okay, he's orange. Maybe it's not yellow, maybe it's not red, or maybe it's orange, but it's, mm. it's an action he goes and and after some time defender hug the opponent is red card. So uh, yeah, but hopefully it's just a kick, a knock, and uh, he can play on Tuesday in, in Germany. That win takes you to the top of the table for the first time this season. Is that significant in your mind? No, anecdotic. It's better to be there, but we're going to draw points and hopefully the opponents as well. 
long, 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 uh, you know, road or path still for everyone. And, but it's better after the calendar we had. So uh, we don't forget the week we had uh, uh, Ch uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Chelsea, Liverpool all together. And after, you know, except Arsenal, all the top six, top seven were away this, se this season in the first half. And... And we are consistent because away we are incredible consistent team in Netihad Stadium with other people we can, you know, beat uh, the contenders six up front. So we will, yeah, we will be a chance for the last five six games to to fight for for retain the title. Thank you, Pep. You're very welcome. Well, you're going to a manager starts with Plan A. What plan were you up to by the end of the game? <laughs> I don't know. We obviously we changed the system during the game. We 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 we, we changed the offensive structure during the game. Um, we wanted to adapt already in the. Oh, we we had to to learn from the game because I, uh, the, the start was obviously not really convincing. When we was just like to, we were not was not 100 sure how we can play against them. We had only three days ago a completely different game. Had one session, so it was clear that we had to learn in the game. But we did very well in the first half. We played between the lines incredibly well. We just didn't finish the situations off, which is in football not really good because usually you don't get these chances back. Um, but we had in the second half as well massive chances. Didn't finish them, and then you need to. To, to, to stay on track and to, to fight yourself through and to, to try to keep yourself positive for this one moment. And obviously, Devo Gorigi, the legend, finished it off. It's absolutely a, a great story. He, he, he is absolutely a cult figure amongst the Liverpool supporters, he isn't he? He should be. And he said when he went out there, you said to him, go out there and be Devo. What <laughs> yeah. does that mean? <laughs> yeah. No, he's just... He's an incredible striker, so for different reasons, um, he didn't play that often. Eh? And, 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 um, but I, I really wish for him that he, at one point, that he finds a manager who, who plays him much more often than I do. But I, I love the boy, really, because he's, his skill set is outstanding. He's, a, he's a be, one of the best finishers I ever saw in my life, how you saw now as well. Um, but for some reason, in this great team, in this really good team, he has not um, now 500 minutes per week. But he's a very positive boy and, and loves the club and loves the boys and um, wants really to, to contribute. And he did that today in, a, in an incredible way. To win the Premier League, they say you have to do it on a cold night in Stoke. Today you have to do it on a windy Saturday afternoon in Wolverhampton. Absolutely. And I couldn't love it more, to be honest. It's absolutely great because we, we, we stand here and we, we feel how difficult it was, obviously, today. Because the wind is not only cold, it makes, uh, the, the, makes it really tricky to play proper football. And we were obviously a team to play football today. The other team defended, which is, which is absolutely fine. And played long balls, which is really tricky to defend when you have Traoré, the threat of Traoré behind you. We did well in deserved the three points we got them all fine and in context with Chelsea what happened with them today it's such an important Saturday afternoon for you isn't it yeah but honestly the other results are now really not important we have just I don't even know exactly how many points we have we have just to, 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 to win football games um, and I, I like look we, we played three days ago the derby and it's easy to focus on the derby obviously because it's the the game of the year um, and um, and then you have this little drop we have to need to in a recovery period where you have to say come on switch off don't think about football now for the next 72 hours um, all the time and then you, you start a machine again and I liked it really a lot how we fought ourselves today in the game was really good and, and will help us a lot Congratulations Thank you very much Thomas how big a setback is that today I mean the second half it just seemed to slip out of your grasp yeah, uh, I, I don't think we did a, a bad match. It was an okay match. You, we can win with this performance even here. It's it's tough to play here. Um, we did too many individual mistakes today. We did already against Man United. We did already against Watford and got punished for it. And uh, if you want to have result on this kind of level, you have to minimize the, 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 the mistakes. We talked about it uh, uh, before, which um, did obviously not help, um, and that's that's the story. You've been so organised and disciplined at the back. As you, when you're talking about presenting opportunities to them, I suppose that means the penalty. I mean, does the goalkeeper have to put that in row Z? Yeah, everybody is involved. I mean, the pass is, uh, is not the best decision to to pass this ball back. We're not like the the. the Orientation is not the best, and, and, and then we can save it. But decision making is is uh, yeah is, is is also not the best from from Edu in this moment. 
and then suddenly you concede, even you, you score a second one and, and you lead half time. We created a lot, a lot of half chances. We have a lot of touches in the box, but um, could not like. Sometimes you need a bit of luck, maybe with a deflected shot, with a with a loose ball that that falls to our feet. This what we did not have, and then uh, I think the second goal is a goal that you can concede, but the third one again is a, a strange one, and uh, it's in, in in general like the, the two big chances that in first half is completely our individual mistakes. And you did have some individual moments of, of greatness, Thiago Silva. His goal, his goal line, goal line clearance, yeah. and then Mason Mount's volley. Little moments in the game. It's just, did you want to go on from that and just finish it off? Yeah, um, we wanted to, but obviously uh, we could not finish it with uh, with clear chances and better chances and be more ruthless. Uh, struggled a bit and struggled also in defending uh, today in some situations. So, but uh, like when Tia cleared the ball on the line, I think we have a horrible. It's right after our goal, and we have a horrible pass back into the feet of the opponent. You cannot do this on, on this level. This is a top four Premier League level. This is uh, way too many mistakes. This is impossible to, to, to make so many mistakes and, and expect a result. Is, is this kind of a little bump in the road for you? In terms of course, of every, 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 uh, every, uh, every loss is a, is a bump in the road. Um, that will not hold us back from, 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 what we, from what we demand from us, but we need to... We need to um, um, play uh, more accurate. We need to play more, more, more stable, and we need to reduce uh, big, big mistakes. Thank you, Thomas. First of all, Robbie, your mm. reaction to that victory from Ranić? First game back, he's got his first win, and that was the most important thing. I think he'll know the size of the job in that the quality of the players that he has doesn't always show in the quality of football that they've got. And while he wants to press and play a certain way, I think he'll have to look at some of the players and adapt it, so a bit of give and take. But first day, first win, that's what it's all about. First response from you? Well, the win's important. That's, that was first and foremost. His job is to come in here, stabilise things, move them up the table. When we talk about tactically, I, th- I just think it's all about partnerships for him. In the formation that he wants to play, Keeps it narrow, but you have to work together. And it will take time for those players to form partnership, but it looked pretty good today. Ralph, well done. A winning start. What did you make of it? I'm very happy with the, the way that the, the, the team performed, the way they played, especially the first half hour was uh, exceptional, I thought. Extreme high intensity and tempo. Uh, the only thing that was missing in that p- period of the game was the one or two nil. But the way the team defended as a team, the whole game, we had control on the game. So uh, I'm very happy with the game, the performance, but also with the result. Clean sheet, that's, that's the most important part. How big is that? It's just United's third clean sheet all season. I mean, I said from the very beginning when I had my first press conference, this is the things that we have to improve on. We, we need to produce clean sheets. We need to have and get control on the game. And uh, with only one training session, or it was not even the full training session, what they did, what they showed today, was more than I expected, to be honest. And is that something for you to build on, even after just one game defensively today? Yes, of course. I mean, if you, if you have a clean sheet, you minimum have one point. And I always said with this group of players, we're always able to concede one or two goals. And that was the case today. Was patience important in terms of finding that goal in the end? Yes, but we always tried to, yeah, to be on the, front foot, on the front foot. That's what I like today. We were never, maybe, okay, the last five minutes when we had one or two corners to, de- to defend. But apart from that, we were always trying to keep them away from goal, to be, on, to be on the counter-attack. So that was the good thing. That was especially the ones that I liked. And a little tweak, Marcus Rashford a little more centrally. He got in behind quite often today. Was that a ploy? Is that something you want to see from Marcus? A bit more support for Cristiano? Yeah, we wanted to play with two strikers uh, um, and with two tens uh, in a semi-position. That was the idea, to to get more control in the centre of midfield and uh, to put pressure on their defence most of the time, but also make sure that uh, Cristiano was not the only striker. By the way, what Cristiano worked today against the ball, chapeau. That's just a few headlines up, hasn't it? Yeah, thank you. What about Fred? doesn't always get the, the headlines here, but all round today and the finish, the winning goal. Yeah, and with his right foot, 
I couldn't believe. Uh, I had to ask my one of my assistant coaches if it was Fred with the right foot. Normally, he can only shoot with his left foot. Yeah, he's a fantastic player. Again, against the ball, what he did together with McTominay on six. This is what 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 you need for this kind of football. And uh, I'm very happy for him and uh, at the whole team. Congratulated to him for this goal. And you haven't got much time because you've got games coming thick and fast. But what will you be working on to build on this now in the next few games? It's all, always easier to build on things when, it, when they're being successful. And I want the players to believe in this kind of football. And uh, I think they also said clean sheet, clean sheet. That's what it's about. So we have to going directly into that direction, what we did today, produce further clean sheets and uh, still get better in creating chances ourselves. So there is still space for improvement for us. But it was more important for me to see the way that they played against the ball today. Very well done, Ralph. Thank you. See you next time. We spent a long time building up to this game, talking about how excited Aston Villa fans are about Steven Gerrard at their club. And nothing we saw today Mm -hmm. can dispel anything we said earlier. Things are good if you're a Villa fan. Things are good. I want to reiterate something Robbie Earl said. Steven Gerrard is lucky to have Aston Villa, but Aston Villa is lucky to have Steven Gerrard. I mean, his command of situations of... The way the players look at him, they, they, they're almost looking at this godlike figure. The fans, you can hear him, the way he speaks to the referees, he is just so incredibly in control. It's absolutely brilliant. He's got an aura, hasn't he? He has a backup, but the interesting thing is, as an ex player, if, if you go in a dressing room, that kind of lasts for about two, three weeks. And you, people are asking, what's Steven Gerrard like? And, and then you've got to be good at your job. And you see the scenes after with the players. He, he's got a, a rapport already with them. They're listening to him. They, they want to have words with him. He's got a rapport with the fans. The way at half-time, he waiting for the referee. was a big decision that he didn't get the goal. He didn't go crazy. We've seen young managers and managers lose it there. He controlled himself. At the end of the game, he has a word with the referee. He's, such, he's, he's in such control of himself. Mm. You look at this guy and you think, he's headed for big places. And Aston Villa, with that place jumping, 45,000, could be a really good fit. Well, as a player, he very rarely lost control mm. as well. So if things keep going the way they are, what, could, what do you think his target is in his mind for this season? Well, I think when you, you hear the piece from earlier, a domestic cup run is important. Get that fan base, which we know is awesome there at Villa Park, mm. get them out of their seats and traveling, possibly get them into Europe in, in one or two seasons mm. so that they can have that journey. But I agree with you when you talk about the way he reacts and responds, that's because he believes in himself. People who have, think they have to shout and yell just to bring attention to him, mm. he believes in the job he's going to do behind mm. the scenes. So that's why he's so calm. Interesting stuff. Let's go to the tunnel at Villa <clears throat> Park and hear from Jacob Ramsey and the goal scorer of the two goals today, Esri Konza. Jacob Esri, first of all, a big congratulations. That win now takes you above Leicester into 10th. Just tell us what that means to your club, Jacob. Yeah, it means great. Uh, before the game, um, certain results went out uh, our way. Um, so before kick-off, the gaffer was like, oh, we can um, push into the first half of the, of the table. And uh, we got the three points and got the job done. Esri, two goals from you. The first goal, I'm sure you were thinking, I'm sure that was my goal. I didn't want to claim it, you know. I thought, sorry for Emmy. I mean, um, I thought I was offside. I didn't know until after, so, yeah, two goals and I'm happy. What about the goal that wasn't a goal for you, Jacob? Because in hindsight, do you feel quite hard done by? Um, to be fair, I've not, I've not seen it back. Uh, at the time, I thought it was a goal. I think it might have been a little bit harsh to disallow it, um, but it is what it is, really. Um, yeah. A very political answer, well done. Yeah. Let's talk about the performance as a whole then, because it didn't look like a, an easy game, it looked like a battle at times, Esri, but tell us a bit about what it was like. Yeah, it was tough. Um, I think Leicester had more of the ball. Uh, we don't know how much of a good side they are, they've got top quality players, um, but we knew that if we, if we stuck together, we kept a compact shape, uh, it would be hard for them to break us down, and you know we saw that um, they didn't have that many chances. I mean, they created a bit in the first half, but second half we was very compact, and you know, done well to, to keep the, the shots to, um, from Emmy minimal. How much did you focus on set pieces ahead of this game? <laughs> I mean, we practice set pieces every week before every game, so, um, I mean, we've got a new set piece coach, Austin, he's brilliant, so, I mean, I've got to shout him out for, for my goal. In terms of, of what, that mean, what that win means to your club as well, you've now got nine points in the last four games under Steven Gerrard, so what is it personally for you guys, you feel that like he's doing for you as players? Uh, I think since he's come in, he's gave us a, a boost. 
Um, obviously, before he was he was here, we lost five games on the bounce. Uh, he's come in, training's been intense. The sand has gone up. Uh, and like you said, we've won three games out of four. So yeah, looking good at the moment. Strikers want to make, take a few hit, uh, hints from you in terms of finishing. Perhaps will you go and give them a bit of a lesson in that, Ezri? No, I won't. You know, because prior to the, my two goals today, I kept missing in front of goal. Wednesday night against City, I missed in front of goal. So um, you know, I'm just happy I got the two goals and got a win. Guys, congratulations! Well done. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Lovely stuff there. Well, isn't it going well for Stephen Gerrard and the Aston Villa fans? But there are two sides to this coin. I'll take you over to Graham Lasso and Arlo White because bad, bad day again for Brendan Rodgers. Chaps, over to you. Yes, and uh, Brendan Rodgers against his former captain, Stephen Gerrard. So it's Gerrard two wins against Rodgers one as managers against each other. Uh, if we're going to start with Leicester... Defending set pieces appears to be optional for them. <laughs> How often can this be allowed to happen before serious questions are asked? Well, it is fundamental. I think looking at Aston Villa, they certainly targeted Cash for Schmeichel. He's not the biggest goalkeeper. Mm. Um, so there's, there's a lot of players sort of standing and crowding around that six-yard box. And, and that creates a distraction. And the amount of times balls went to the far post and then were either returned back across the goal. And that always is difficult. As a defender, you're sort of going one way and then you've got to change and go the other and you're reacting. It's very hard to mark against those things. And, the, the, you know, the, the winning goal was just poor. You know, mm. Soyuncu there, not touch tight, not, not forcing Konza into sort of making any mistake under pressure. It was quite a simple header as long as he got it on target. So that's really disappointing. And I just feel for Leicester that they don't have that sort of that cutting edge. Mm. You know, that, but Harvey Barnes was the bright spark. But all in all, I thought it was a, a, an average performance by Leicester. How impressed, conversely, are you with Steven Gerrard and Aston Villa? Well, the second half in particular, they dealt with Leicester, who played a bit better in the, second, in the first half. Um, but the second half, they really dominated. I like the physicality. We mentioned that in the, in the comms. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, way that, the way they played, the way they kept in the game and then, I think, used the pain of that goal being disallowed mm. to really motivate them. And as we said before, it feels like they are being built in the image of Steven Gerrard, aren't they? Yes, they certainly are. Well, Stephen, first of all, congratulations. You Thank seem you. as out of breath as your players did. <laughs> yeah, you do kick every ball on the side. Um, it was a tough game. It was a tough game and obviously it went right to the wire. Um, I thought we were... Seen two sides of us today, second half we were outstanding to a man all over the pitch, started winning our duels, winning the second ball, start, started to compete better, um, but in the first 45 we gave the ball away too much, we were too open and um, Leicester caused us too many problems on the transition, so a lot, to us to, lot for us to look at as well. In terms of the goals that were scored, Ezri Konza obviously getting the first one. To get that three minutes later, he did get that, by the way. <laughs> did he? <laughs> he did, oh, okay, he did. Okay. Just got a foot to it. To get that one only a few minutes after conceding the first goal, were you pleased with that reaction? Yeah, it's really important. Um, I thought Leicester started really well. I think that was a combination of them having good players and, and dangerous players going forward, but also I thought we were too passive in too many areas of the pitch. Um, when we were, we were making passes, we were loads of sloppy turnovers when we were vulnerable, when we were open. Um, so I wasn't happy with our first half performance at all, so we had to uh, give them a few home truths at half-time, and the reaction they gave second half was much more like what we want. Just before half-time, Jacob Ramsey could have scored a goal, we did score a goal, got disallowed, got overturned by VAR. What were your thoughts on that? Well, look, I mean, VAR get many looks at it from the side. Obviously, as the manager of Aston Villa, you're disappointed and frustrated. Um, but, you know, we have to respect the, the officials and VAR. They have a better view at it. Uh, they get the opportunity to see it more than once. So uh, we just have to get on with it. But I thought second half we had, you know, two or three really good chances to kill the game at 2-1. Um, I thought Ollie was fantastic second half. You know, that chance when he's gone through. If he lifts it over the keeper, uh, maybe we can finish the game a lot quicker. And that's the reason why we had a, a few nervy moments at the end. Emmy Martinez uh, stopped a, a brilliant opportunity as well. Doesn't always get a lot of credit in the goalkeeper side of things. Well, look, he was much more busier in the first half, um, but I thought as a team and a unit we defended his goal a lot better second half. They've had one um, big moment. It's a good header, but it's a top save. Um, but against a good team uh, like Leicester, the way they've been coached, to just give one chance away in the second half, that's not too bad. How big a win does this feel? Because what it does is put you above Leicester. It's also a, a, a local rivalry in a way. And, of course, we can't not mention the fact that it's a win over Brendan Rodgers as well. Well, look, if we can find the second-half performance over 90 minutes, because we had to ask for that at half-time against Man City, so we've still got loads of teething problems. We'll review the first four games, but to take nine points from 12 is a big return from the players. So they deserve a lot of credit for that. But 
there's still loads of work to do on the training ground. Um, a few are still not sure and committing properly to what we want, just because they're not sure and it's a little bit different for them. Um, we've got a full week now into Liverpool where we can get back on the training pitch and um, iron a few team problems out and then hopefully we'll be better come next week. That next stop, Liverpool, any sentimental thoughts in your head? None. None at all. Just want to go there and try and win and uh, try and take what we can. Um, you know, for us, we're, we're not competing with Liverpool in terms of the level we're both at at the moment, but we'll certainly go there and give everything we've got. We took City to the wire, and I believe we should have took something out of the game with our second-half performance. So we, we go there with confidence and belief, with three wins out of four, and we're going to try and make it as difficult as we can. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tim, Robbie, Antonio Conte. Mm. This morning, first thing this morning, long time ago, about Mm. (laughs) 7.05, you said... Tottenham, sneaky good. Well, they are now, where is it, up to fifth, fifth. in the table. They have a game, game in, in hand, hand. which is mm. against Burnley after that game was snowed off. It's in a funny way, they're going under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Just as Conte would want, sneaky good manager who's been bought in, who's got methodology, who's got processes of winning things, Rebecca. The gap's too big to, to close to the top three. Is it, though? I mean, yeah. they're with the quality points, of player, Chelsea. Rebecca, and, and, and what he's going to demand, there will be periods in the season that they won't be quite at this level. But the organisation, the responsibility, the transfer window that comes in January, they are fighting for full spot right now. And with Antonio Conte, you wouldn't bet against them if, and the big if is, can they get Harry Kane scoring? Well, that's the point. I mean, yeah. if they are fifth right now and within touching distance of fourth and Harry Kane's got one goal all season, yeah. if he catches a light and does, Tim, what we know he can do, mm-hmm. why can't they challenge for the top three? You're so romantic. You are. You're so Thank romantic. Thank you, my friend. It's because, so and I appreciate it, I love it, <laughs> because they have the same defensive unit that they've had for way too They've got a different coach. guy in charge now coached. as well. They've got a different guy in charge. Some of these guys... Look, what I will say... <laughs> He's like, really? <laughs> what, I, what I will say is, listen, yes, if we can get Harry Kane scoring, if he can get 15-plus mm. goals, yeah, you, you start to think Conte has a way of managing his teams that give them the extra boost. But I just... I think defensively they're still... They're too poor to be in the top four. I think that, that frailty will continue throughout the rest of the season. Doesn't the Thomas Tuchel thing give you any belief that it can be done. He went into Chelsea and completely changed that back line and the way they played. Better players, far better players, not having it. Is Kane going to get to 15 goals? Whoa, just yes, yes. He's too good not the to. Prince? He's too good not don't to. Don't even doubt it. <laughs> One goal and it's December. You've got a long way to go. OK, another storyline that caught our attention this weekend was Ralph Hassenhurst. Mm. So Alex McCarthy, the Southampton goalkeeper, towards the end of the game against Brighton, Southampton were winning mm. 1-0, had a hamstring injury. They had a, substitu- a substitution they could have used. They didn't. He didn't say he was injured. James Ward-Prowse ran back on the line when that free kick was taken, then came back out, which meant that he was playing Neil Mopé onside. Had Ward-Prowse not gone to the line, then come back out, Mopé would have been offside. Southampton would have won the game. Now, according to the manager, Ralph Hasenhurtle, Tim, Alex McCarthy had asked Ward-Prowse to come back and help him on the line because he had this hamstring injury. After the game, Hasenhurtle was furious with his goalkeeper. What's your take on the situation? Well, I think Ralph, Ralph Hasenhurtle is wrong. He shouldn't throw his any player or his goalkeeper under the bus, if he's angry with him, and maybe he has a right to be angry with him, hash that out in the dressing room, no problem. Ward Prowse drops back on the line. He's the captain. McCarthy's a starting goalkeeper. If they had a, that's obviously not something they work on a training ground because Ralph doesn't agree with it. So maybe it was, I have a little hamstring issue. I need your help. That's fine. But, he, but anybody who knows you drop back on the line, you then get yourself back up and, and, and play the players offside. I know it happened quickly irregardless of how he feels, shouldn't address it there in the media. I just wonder in that situation where the staff, you've got a goalkeeping coach, because apparently he's had this injury for about five minutes, mm. uh, McCarthy. Get the goalkeeping coach to get over there and find out what's going on. Mm. Now, if he's not up to it, 
get the change made. You, you're better with a fit goalkeeper in there who can dive and, and apparently couldn't mm-hmm. kick McCarthy than a goalkeeper who's limping around and look what's happened. But I didn't like from Ralph Hassanil. It's not normally his style to throw somebody mm-hmm. under the bus publicly. And is that the sort of thing that the relationship between McCarthy and Ralph can mm-hmm. come back from? Yes, but it's also the relationship that can hurt a dressing room that one or two of the other players might not like it. The Ward Prowse might have thought, I was trying to help out and he's done it. So, normally he's very good with those man management and those little um, intricacies in, in the dressing room. So, it'll be interesting to see over the next week or two. Tim, had you been McCarthy mm. with the hamstring injury, mm. would you have said to the, refer- uh, to the manager, I-, I need to come off? No. <laughs> no chance? No chance. Would you have asked Ward Prowse to help you out? Uh, you know what? I'd have hedged my bets and just thought he's not going to hit it over the wall. He didn't hit it over the wall. He, he hit the wall. The, 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 the chances of the striker hitting the target in those situations is very low. I'd have just left it. Would you, you be an okay yourself? if the manager had called you out, though, after it? Like, he, like he's called out McCarthy. Would you be okay not, next uh, week? Not publicly. So you, would I be okay mentally, you mean? No, just... I wouldn't be happy with the manager calling me out, but I've been called out a time or two, so... All right, finally, we want to talk about Burnley, because it's not mm-hmm. often that they make headlines. At the moment, they're only making headlines for poor performances. They've won one game all season. They're in the relegation zone, one game in 14. They have that game in hand, which is against Tottenham. Ruby, I'll come to you first. Yeah. Is this the season that Sean Dyche finally oh. runs out of luck? Because in Dyche, in Dyche, I have it written down. I can, I can, I can never do that to Sean Dyche. This, this year looks a little bit dicey, but I, I liked what James Torkowski said after the game. We've all been there before. We've got an experienced group, and we trust in the process. Trusting in the process. It's a buzz phrase. Yeah, Ma- mm. Maxwell Corne is, is injured, which is a worry because he's got five goals, and, and Chris Wood I think's got three at the moment, and struggling, and Vidra and Rodriguez, and one or two others. But it's Sean Dyche, Becky. He'll be okay. Are you trusting, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I have it written down. I knew he was going to sure. say that. He's, he's a romantic. Sure. They'll stay up. You, th- you, have no, you have no worries about Sean no, Dyche this just, season? They're leaving a little bit late. They usually, usually hit their stride before this, but I, I think they'll stay I, up. If they were to sack him, who, who would you get in, in place? Oh, a Sean Dyche type. would be better. Yeah, correct. Got him there. They'll be fine. Okay, interesting. Well, what a finish to that one. Thanks for coming back to the studio with us, Paul Burmeister, alongside Danny Higginbotham and Tim Howard. Considering all that's happened in the last 24 hours there at Everton to win there at home in that fashion, uh, how meaningful is it to that group? Credit to the club. There was no fan protest. Very few fans walked out. Nothing to speak of. The players stood up to the, te- to the challenge and the test. I thought Rafa Benitez, credit to him. He made some real important substitutions. In the second half, they played much better. It was a much, much needed performance. I think when you when you look at what Everton stand for, you go go all the way back to when Tim was there. It was the endeavour. It was the hard work. It was, you know, the never beaten attitude, and that's exactly what they had today. You know, Arsenal. Yes, they took the lead. I thought Everton were the better team in the first half, and then they came back into it. And let's not forget they had two goals disallowed as well from VAR, right. and they just kept going and fully deserved to get the victory. What were those substitutions, the key plays there by the manager, Rafa mm. Benitez, that you just pointed out? Well, I think bringing Gomez into the middle of the park, it was, it was really slow. They, they didn't, they, you want to get Gray in those wide areas. You want to get Richardson in those wide areas, isolated. In order to do that, you have to move the ball quickly through midfield. It just wasn't happening. When Allen dictates the play, it's a little bit slow because he's deeper lying. So to bring on Gomez and to get his energy and passing in the midfield, it was all the difference. Other side for Arsenal, that is now two matches in a row, two in less than a week's time here, Danny, where they were up by one, yeah. but in the end they lose. I think you talk about Everton and Rafa Benitez's experience making the changes. I thought there was a real naivety about Arsenal on, on and off the pitch. Decisions they made on the pitch. Xhaka, who was on a yellow card, first game back in, in, in quite a while, he had an opportunity to make a challenge on the halfway line leading to the goal from Gomez, but he knew if he did, then he was going to be getting a red card. So I was amazed that... Uh, a substitution, substitution wasn't made where Xhaka could have been relieved of his duties. We talked about this at halftime as well, Tim. From the start, you weren't really that impressed with Arsenal after they had just lost two of the last three. Yeah, I was expecting, I was expecting a reaction from them after the Manchester United game. Mikel Arteta didn't get that, and in order to get those reactions, he needed to make the changes, which we didn't see. Well, Rafa, you said before the match, we need to stick together. Is that the result when you do? Yeah, I think it's very clear when the fans, the players, everybody uh, stick together, we are stronger. So the reaction of the team, scoring a goal disallowed, conceding a goal at the end of the first half, another goal disallowed and still scoring goals and reacting. So that is what you are expecting from every 
Everton Football Club player and every fan is expecting that so I think that everybody is uh, really pleased fans, players, staff, everyone hopefully is the right the step forward Is it fair to say there was probably more than one point during that game where you thought this is what happens when you're on a bad run it's not going to be our night Yeah because the bar was I don't know if the lines can be thicker or not but the, the bar was uh, quite against us all the time and then still the reaction was uh, brilliant so when you have this, I said so many times, we were close to, in an old, a lot of games, close to win or close to get something. Today was another example. As you say, everything is against you. Still, uh, the commitment of the players, the reaction, the character that they show today is uh, what we are expecting with the fans behind and everybody uh, can enjoy that. Did you expect to see that character that they showed after going behind, after having the VAR goals? But did you, yeah. teams in a bad run sometimes collapse in a heap no, and you didn't? It, yeah, but no, we, we saw character against Southampton, we saw character against Marley, so the team has saw this um, mentality that everybody was expecting. I remember the fans at the beginning, they were really pleased with the players because that, because they were giving everything and they care and then today was exactly the same it's a pity as you say because in a bad run maybe some people have any doubt but the players are really really strong mentally and then they're ready to change things quickly so how pleased were you with the way the fans stuck with you this evening because we spoke before the game it it felt like one before a ball was kicked that it could go either way with your supporters this evening no really in terms of um, the the fans are expecting uh, Support as unexpected sorry commitment from the players. The players they are doing that. So you can talk about sometimes a mistake. So then the other day we concede because we made mistakes against a good team. But the, in the final thirds on uh, uh, accuracy in the passes or whatever. But uh, in terms of commitment, the players are there. The fans they appreciate that. And what they want is to see the team has spent a lot of money getting better and better. And I said before we will do it. It will take some time, but we will do it. And it was some atmosphere by the end, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it, everybody was um, suffering because it was a bad run. And then the reaction of everyone is just that they, they believe that we have to, we can do well. So I think everybody now has the hope that we can do well. What were your emotions at the end? It, relief looked like what you were experiencing. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, I was disappointed because uh, we didn't deserve to, to be losing in the first half. And then after, with all the, the bad decisions against us, it was... If something they say can't be like that. Then the way that they they reacted, they called the last goal was uh, amazing. So I think that uh, it's just a uh, more belief that we are trying to do is uh, is the right thing. Longer term, Rafa, I want to ask you again if I can about Marcel Brands leaving the club. What does that mean in real terms for Everton and how it's run moving forward? It means that we have to start working right now, uh, preparing the. The future. The future now is short term, it's uh, January, and after at the same time we have to think about long term. So I think the fact that the club has changed managers in the past, now that they want to do things, something long term with a, an idea very clear what we want to, to achieve. So I think we will try to do that. So, with my experience and uh, with the people that we have uh, around in the club, I think that we can guide things in, in a direction that hopefully will be the right one. So, does it give you more control in the transfer market to, to guide Everton's path forward in January and, yeah, for, and beyond that, that? You can say it in this way. So it's just uh, to be sure that the people are working now, they can give us all the, the information that we need to be sure that we make the right decisions. And do you prefer that structure, Rafa, without a director of football, where you can make the decisions and, and operate in the transfer market? Yeah, it's not what I prefer. I was working uh, for years with a director of football. It's not an issue. So uh, the question here is that uh, now we have to think about the future. We have a situation that uh, we have to take responsibility and we will do it. And I want to ask you again about Luca Dean. We spoke about it before the game. He's not injured. I don't think he's ill but he wasn't involved this evening. Can you tell us any more now? Yeah, what I can say is that the, the main thing for me, the priority, is the team. Then we have to concentrate on the team, and I think that uh, Ben Godfrey did really well last year, so I thought he could be a good option today. So, uh, without any more information, it, it sounds like a fallen out, Rafa, to be honest. No, it sounds like uh, Ben Godfrey is a good player, and then we have to get the best from him. OK, well done tonight, brilliant. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Welcome along to this week's edition of The Lowdown presented by Lexus. I'm Rebecca Lowe and in our studio today, Robbie Earle, Tim Howard. It's when the tables are turned and the chaps ask me the tough questions. I've got 30 seconds to answer each one. We've got five questions and I've got a moment of the week. So, Tim, you've got question number one and I don't know what these questions are. What are your initial impressions of the Ralph Rangnick error at Manchester United? 
My initial impressions is it's not really much clearer mm. or more ordered than it was before he arrived. I, I just don't understand the philosophy of we'll give you six months and then we're going to give you a two-year consultancy. But according to Ralph Ranjek, he doesn't really know what that mm. means. He doesn't really know what consultancy is going to be really about. Is it going to be about the players? Is it going to be about the structure of the club? So that's like clear as mud. And also, I come back to this thing, Tim. If the guy is the right manager to take them to the top four, which is what they want to do this season, and he takes them into the top four, is he not then worthy of a go? So if they then give him the job, which, by the way, none of us would put it past United mm-hmm. to give him the job in the summer, why didn't they give him the job at the beginning? The whole thing, to me, continues to be a touch shambolic. Ooh. Mm. OK. We'll move on. Question two. Um, big race for fourth spot in the Premier League. Yep. Which of these two clubs is better placed to finish oh. there? Wonderful West Ham or Sneaky Spurs? Oh, I think it's going to, I'm going to have to go Sneaky Spurs. They are sneaky good, to use your phrase, this, mm. this weekend. And it comes down to two things. One, the manager, not because I don't think David Moyes is good, because he's done an amazing job and he's, he's, he's maybe doing the best job he's ever done at any club. But because of the depth. I mean, you will see Mick Antonio struggling to score mm. goals. I know they just, they just beat Chelsea, but... He's not scored in a while, and they don't have any other real strikers at the club. And he often often gets an injury, a muscle injury or two. Mm. Whereas Spurs have depth. Kane's going to come good again. Conte's a magician. I'm going with sneaky Lingard Spurs. for West Ham in the window? Ooh, I don't think he should ever go back. Lingard, I think, should go mm. somewhere else. I, I just don't think you should, if Lingard's done it brilliantly there before, mm. just stay brilliant mm. and go somewhere else. Okay. It's like Joe Willock at Newcastle. Shouldn't have, gone, shouldn't have done it. Sorry. I've got all the Ralph questions. Okay, more Ralph. Is, is Ralph Hasselhuddle correct? To be angry at his goalkeeper for the Mopi equaliser. Well, I suppose there's two questions. Is he correct to be angry? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he correct to come out and say it? Both of you think no. I quite like it. <laughs> I quite like it. Because, <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> because I think that the goalkeeper let down the team. And sometimes, that you know, Ralph takes enough stick. The managers take all the stick. Players hardly ever get any stick. So do you know what? Every now and then, when okay. a player makes a rick and he made an error and he stayed on when he should have come off and told them he was going to come off... And then he played Neil, or Ward Prowse played Neil Mopé on side. I think, fair enough, Ralph. Show him who's boss. Harsh. No. Everybody thinks it's three horse race this time for the Premier League title. How concerned should Liverpool be with losing Mane and Salah in the African Cup of Nations? Concerned. Two reasons. One, because it could end up being for quite a long time. They've got Chelsea a few days before yeah. they go, which they, we don't know yet. They may, they may miss or they may, be, they may get to play and then yeah. get called up. Then I think it's Chelsea and uh, Palace and Brentford that they definitely Palace and Brentford, miss. Yeah. Possibly Leicester, Leicester when they come back yeah. the other end. And we FA don't know about quarantine FA rules. Cup. Possible FA Cup. Mm. That's four Premier League games, possibly. Yeah. The problem is that between now and then, so much could happen because the amount of games over Christmas and New Year. Mm. As long as they can absolutely be neck and neck and no more than a point or two behind point or two. City or Chelsea, I think, at the turn of the year, mm. I still think it's going to be bad, though. I mean, I still think even if they're neck and neck at the turn mm. of the year, losing Mane and Salah for that for maybe four games, yeah, that's a worry. I think it's a big worry. Mm. Yeah. Last yeah, question? That was important. Um, let's wrap this up. Simple question, simple answer. Should dates and raisins be included <laughs> as sweeteners in baked goods? Okay, can I just give everybody the simple context? Question. If you go onto my Instagram stories, you'll see that I baked. So kind, right? I baked mm. for my fellow mm. teammates this weekend. Healthy cookies, no sugar. No Very sugar. healthy. Dates Very and healthy. raisins were the sweetener used. Now, in 2021, most people understand that sugar isn't the best thing for you. So I tried to keep these guys alive by giving them dates and raisins How as long? a sweetener. And actually, you gave it a six, which is incredibly harsh. You gave it a eight. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I thought that was fair. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> neither of them left a crumb. So I think it's fair to say my healthy cookies using dates and raisins as sweeteners was an absolute raving success. This is uh, the lowdown. You see, we cover all topics. Now, my moment of the week presented by Lexus has to be the West Ham goal because I love Arthur Matuaku. He's like, I really don't know what to do. I'm just going to just chuck it in the mixer. Oh, miss hit it. And then beats Edouard Mendy at the near post. But it's the dithering over the ball that for ages that he was just like, oh, I, don't, I just don't know what to do. And then they managed to beat Chelsea. And you can't help but love a celebratory David Moyes. I don't think, Tim, when he was at Everton, <laughs> we saw a lot of that, did we? They didn't win that much. Sorry, kid. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Timbo, it's absolutely true. But I do think the celebrating that we're seeing on the pitch from Moyes recently has been absolutely lovely stuff.
What an atmosphere at the end. What a winner. And to be honest, I never thought I'd see Artem Masuaku score a winning goal like that. No, uh, it was a great cross, wasn't it? <laughs> so, but uh, like in football, you take everything you get. I mean, we we actually didn't play as well as we could play today. So the good thing is that we scored three goals, feeling that we've not played as well as we could have. And uh, maybe in the other games we've not played quite as well. We've just not got the goals to go with it, and we've had the chances to do so. But uh, look, players showed great resilience, great character to come back from being behind twice in the game. We lose the goal just before half time when we were going in one each instead of two one down, which was a, a huge blow. We use a pl- lose a player, and then it, you know, in, in the end we're sort of messing around a little bit, trying to patch up the team just before half time. But uh, it just shows they, they've kept at it and got the rewards in the end. We, had Ben Johnson not been injured in trying to get back, do you think they would have scored that second goal? Well, I would have hated to think that Ben wouldn't have, wouldn't have got back and stopped it. I was more annoyed that he didn't cross it because I thought he had a chance to cross the ball in the box when he came inside on his right foot. I've not seen it again, and he chose to play square, which inevitably, I think it was Declan and Thomas, uh, contrived to sort of give it away and let them go, but uh, I would have hoped that Ben would have got back, and that really, it it gave me a sour taste at half-time, because when you're chasing the European champions, you're 2-1 down, we've picked up a couple of injuries at the time, and we've already got a couple, it meant it was going to be difficult. The three games you've had, the, the, the three previous results, have gone flat against you. Did you need a game like this? Did you need a Chelsea here at the London yeah, Stadium? Possibly, possibly. But, you know, I wouldn't have turned around and said that I played uh, any better today and got the result than I did in midweek. What I got today is I got people who finished. Jared had a brilliant finish. Got a brilliant finish for the goal. And, yeah, we got a bit lucky with the third one, but... You know, in football, you need a bit of luck and you need things to go for you. The other games, like for the example, the other night against Brighton, a VAR decision didn't go for us, which might have put us 2-0 up at one point. So it's all fine margins, and today they just went slightly for us. Owen was terrific for you, wasn't he? Oh, in the second half, he was he was great. And that's what he needs to play like, you know, and he needs to play like it because he was a goal threat. He probably should have scored another one as well uh, after it to make it 4-2. So, look, we were, we were in the game. We never got ourselves out of it. But I thought Chelsea played really well at times and made it made it difficult for us. You've already, without Ogbonna, of course, injured Zuma today and young Ben as well. You can't afford any more of these injuries no, at the back, No, can you? we picked up one with Man City with Creswell as well. So we're just just beginning to creak in it. I mean, we played Brighton in midweek and you were here. And, you know, they got three injuries in midweek in the game. You know, today we are about the same. So, look, we all love our football and we, we, we like to see it. But I think you've got to be careful that we're not we're not taking the players too far. But how much finally was this a statement victory for you at the end? You've won it 3-2 because people were saying, oh, West Ham, look, they've had a bright start. Oh, gosh, they're not going to fall away. This is a big, massive win for you. Yeah, but I, want, I need us to be consistent, not just win one big game. And I think in the main, you have to say we have been consistent. Uh, I don't necessarily see it as a statement victory. I, I, want to, I want to play these teams in them and give them a game and I want to think that we might have a chance of winning it and and we've done that to a couple of the teams at the moment. This week alone, we've had Champions League finalists and the Champions League winners. So, you know, we've lost 2-1 at Man City and we've uh, we've beaten Chelsea 3-2 today. So, no, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's what we want. I'd like to win them both, but still have to say it's a, it's a good return from the two games. You do have the injuries. You know I'm always available for you, though up and back in the same month, you look a bit, bit difficult. You look a bit better than you were in midweek. <laughs> Must have a good physio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, thank See you. you later. See you later. See you later. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.